0: Our Gospel lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew in the 5th chapter, verses 21 to 37. Again, we are continuing in this series with uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Now hear these words. "...you have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not murder, and whoever murders shall be liable to judgment." But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or sister, you'll be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or sister, you'll be liable to the council. And if you say you fool, you'll be liable to the hell of fire. So when you're offering your gift at the altar, if you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go, first to be reconciled to your brother or sister, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are on the way to court with him, or your accuser may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will never get out whole body to go to hell. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife, let him give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you that anyone who divorces his wife, except on the grounds of unchastity, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of ancient times, you shall not swear falsely, but carry out the vows you have made to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let your word be yes, yes, or no, no. Anything more than this comes from the evil one. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me, please? Gracious God. Open our ears that we may hear your truth. Open our eyes that we may see your kingdom. And open our hearts and minds that we might know the cries of our brothers and sisters who are hurting and hungry and sometimes even dying without the knowledge of your love for them. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. And all God's people said, Amen. Well, we all have our concepts of God and what it means to be in God's good graces. I've known folks who are cognizant of all of the rules that we find in the Old Testament and are wary of crossing those rules. They believe this way because they don't want God to spank them if they fall short. For instance, I know people who are worried when their 10% tithe of their income is late coming to the church because that they're afraid that God's going to punish them because of their lateness. That the fear of God or, or being in awe of God is equated to being afraid that God's going to smite you for the least transgressions is one of the unfortunate outcomes of a belief in God that puts punishment in place. <clears throat> Let me try that again. I, lo- I got myself lost here. Okay, I've already said that the fear of God, which is really just being in awe of God, is equated to being afraid that God's going to smite you for the least transgressions is one of the unfortunate outcomes of a belief that puts punishment at the forefront of our relationship with the God of the universe. But is that the kind of relationship that God wants from us? I would suggest that God wants us to be in relationship with Him, a relationship that's filled with love and encouragement, a relationship that's based on that love and encouragement, not a relationship of anger and and punishment if we fall short of living up to the ideal of perfection. God is not eagerly waiting to smite us for the least transgression. God, like the father in the parable of the prodigal son, is waiting to lavishly welcome us back into the fold, back into the family, and shower us with love and acceptance. In our gospel lesson this morning, we continue with this series dealing with the Sermon on the Mount. And in this lesson, some would say that Jesus has gone from preaching to meddling with this series of statements that you have heard it said, but I say this. For example, in Matthew 5.21, Jesus says, you have heard that it was said to those who live long ago, don't commit murder, and all who commit murder will be in danger of judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with their brother or sister will be in danger of judgment. Or in verse 22, if they say to their brother or sister, you fool or you idiot, they'll be in danger of of a fiery hell. And I'll have to admit to you right now that if I had to live up to that, I would have been there a long time ago. Because calling my brother a fool or an idiot was usually the least of what I would call him. And if you've had brothers and sisters, you may understand where I'm coming from with that. Jesus goes on to say in several instances, you've heard it said, but I say. And in every instance, he suggests in the words of Chef Emeril Agassi, let's kick it up a notch. For instance, Jesus said, you've heard it said that you should not commit adultery. But I say to you that every man who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery in their heart. He takes the rule and extends it even further with an explanation that makes the rule impossible to follow. And that is the whole point. Because following the rules is an impossibility. And that's the message that Jesus wants us to understand, that those rules are impossible for us to follow. Now, that doesn't mean that we need to start finding ways to circumvent the the rules of relationship that God has given us through the years. But it does mean that we need to prioritize the rules that are important rules like love God and love neighbor. In the passages that we've referenced today, Jesus is kicking it up a notch and declaring that it's all about relationship. It's all about how we relate one to another, but it's mostly about how we relate to God too many of us think that fate deals a hand that we have to accept and deal with. However, God through Christ has dealt us a hand that offers life and life abundantly. We're not hampered by the hand that life has dealt us. We can go beyond that and live into a life that has love as a foundation, a life that seeks unity and strives for acceptance and understanding. Again, Following rules is an impossibility given the extensions that Jesus provides. Based upon the parameters that Jesus shares with us, we can never live up to or live into the rules that have been passed down to us. We can never be good enough. We can never work hard enough to live into those rules. Therefore, it seems to me that our only choice is to give up on the idea that it's up to us. It seems to me that our only choice is to trust in God, to turn ourselves over to God and let God sort it out. And my friends, that is the most difficult issue that I think we face. We don't want to turn ourselves over to God, we want to be in control of our situations. But that isn't how it works. As Jesus says in this portion of the Sermon on the Mount, we see the rules, but there's no way that we can live up to those rules. So our only realistic choice is to depend on God, to depend on God's grace and God's sufficiency, to see us through the trials and tribulations that life throws at us. We are not alone God is with us. God wants so much to be in relationship with us that God practically gave up everything to be with us. He's not out there to smite us. He takes no delight in slapping us down. hope that's not how you conceive of God because I believe that it's an unfair assumption an incorrect assumption would someone love you enough? Now yes, there may be times that that like a parent there may be times that there would be a time for correction. But does anyone here really think that God is waiting there, ready to give you a demerit? No. in our communion liturgy we affirm that god loves us so much that he gave his life for us so that we could have life and a god that would do that for us cannot be a God that's ready to slap us because we missed the mark. Best of all, God is with us. A loving God that wants the best for us. Thanks be to God, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We invite you to visit our website at mcfarlandumc.org to learn more about our church and the ministries that we provide to the Rossville and East Lake communities around Chattanooga. May God's blessings be yours.